It's snacking and get cracking with a snack that packs a protein punch. Pistachios are known for their protein power, fiber, and better for you unsaturated fats for a combination that may help you keep feeling fuller longer. Wonderful Pistachios is a good source of protein with zero gill. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. I love that they come in a variety of sizes and flavors, making this the perfect protein snack for any on-the-go adventure. Check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back, everyone. It is the Flow Track Podcast. I am Kevin. He is Gordon. Subscribe to the Flow Track Podcast YouTube page if you haven't on today's pod. We're going to run through some news items, and in the second half of the show, we are going to do a little March Madness bracket based on track and field. And I can guarantee nobody else has this bracket. (laughs) Nobody else came up with the method for the bracket that I think we have. Um, We started off going one direction very hard, and it got very difficult. Yes. Because there's a lot of – if you try to put a March Madness bracket – into track and field terms. Some people don't have the program. Some people don't have any athletes competing in a specific event. So we freestyled with it, you could you could say, right? Yeah, but I think we came together with a, a good a good bracket. We'll get to it in the second half of the pod, uh, and we'll explain our reasoning. But when you do this, sometimes you're like, yeah, that makes sense. Texas versus Texas A&M. That's mm-hmm. a 2-7 matchup. Yeah. And then that's like a good track, up, track matchup as well, Texas yeah. versus Texas A&M. So... I think we did a good job with coming together with our bracket. It's definitely going to be a perfect bracket. <laughs> we only had two 16 seeds win the first round. So I was, ge- was going to use this as my actual bracket, but then when you have both the 16 seeds advance yeah. on one side of the bracket, maybe, maybe you don't want to do that. Um, all right. Let's hop into it. Let's do you, it. You always make fun of me for liking schedules, but you like standards as much as I like schedules because you put this as the, the first thing we want to talk to. There's obviously way more important stories, but – I'll let you get it out of the way first. U.S. standards. Go ahead. I didn't necessarily want this to be the first thing we talk about. It just happened to be the first thing I saw. We'll use it to warm up. Yes. Uh, Qualifying standards for USAs. Now, this is not the world standard. This is just the standard to get to USAs. Um, They came out. They were announced. Was there anything notable that you saw in these standards that kind of caught your eye? A lot of these look doable, obviously. Um, a lot of them, yeah, no, nothing stood out. I'm so used to looking at things from the world standard perspective. Yeah. I think the one thing I thought was interesting was 
men's fifteen hundred three thirty seven flat. Yeah, I mean, obviously the mile has been going wild, and everyone is running fast times these days. Mm-hmm. But I do think that you know we don't really see a lot of sub three thirty seven. Some people are just running three thirty seven mid, and but I think it's going to be fine. I think the interesting part is which field size do you think mm. is going to be pushed? Like right now they say 24 people in the 10K. Like right. will there be more or less than 24 people getting the 10K standard? Will there be more or less 24 people getting the 5K? 36 people getting the 1500. What event here do you think the most Americans will qualify in? Other than the hundred, yeah, other than the hundred <laughs> and the two hundred and the four, you're talking distance mostly. I'm yeah, assuming. distance. Yeah, thirteen twenty for the men, twenty four. I think we're gonna get to that, shouldn't we? Yeah, I, I think least is you're right. The three thirty seven on the men's side, women's side, the one fifty nine eight. That's pretty quick. That's pretty quick. And then four oh five for the fifteen is is pretty pretty moving too. So I would say men's five, men's. And it's 10, 27, 50. There's just not that many opportunities to run the, the quick 10. Yeah. And also, I'm assuming, I, I haven't read the official rules, but they're going to do descending order lists to fill the field, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if not everyone hits 2750, if you're yeah. top 24, <laughs> you're in, which one thing, maybe the athletes should collude and be like, hey, we don't want to have to run a fast 10K. Mm-hmm. Let's just all agree that we are the 24 best runners. And let's all go out there and run a slow 10K and just make sure we're in the top 24. So these marks go all the way back from December the previous year. So you can use anything from December on. This is a pretty big qualifying window. With December, pre- December of 2021? 2022. 2022. So December 1st, 2022 to June 25th, 2023. Well, this, all the way to last year. It's this year only. Well, you got that BU indoor 5K. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like all of last year was included. Look, no. <laughs> if you're trying to figure out how to make the qualifying standard, you should be asking yourself, how many times can I run a BU and it count? Fair and that gives you an extra BU meet. Fair enough. Uh, what do you think? There's. Do you think there's going to be any controversy with who's at USA's? Sometimes there's always like controversy yeah, of like, there's... oh, how did this person get into that race or this person didn't make it? Like, do you think we're gonna have any of that? Yeah, we always we always do because there's always someone who's in there that uh, doesn't have the time or for whatever reason can't get it. I think is there less of this now I, because rankings and all that other stuff are. I know they're not at play for U.S. championships, but just the idea of going out and getting competition points is more on people's minds. So there's yeah. more, hey, let's let's race more. Now, it's not leading to this huge deluge of people who are racing, but I feel as if it's gotten a bit less controversial in the past yeah. couple of years. Maybe we're just going through a little bit of a lull and there's going to be something brewing. I mean, there was the, that was for the Olympics, the high jump, women's high jump controversy with the, world rankings and yeah. who's the next best person. No matter what system you create, there's going to be issues and, and problems with it. But going through to USA's, I'm not sure. Also, whenever they add that extra person, the person either is going to make it easily anyway, or the person has no chance to make it and they're making it just because of past accomplishments. And all right, wow, you put 33 people in this race or 25 people in this yeah. race. and 
who's ever the odd odd person out gets upset, but it doesn't materially impact the outcome. Yeah. At the end of the day, you, you feel bad for the person who gets pushed out, but that's the that's like the last team in in the, in, in the NCAA tournament. Everyone who is planning on who is going to make the team, right? This is non-existent. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Let's but fun to talk about it. I, I think the most interesting one though is. 337 men's 1500 because you have to that's a quick time and there's winning times in big meets that are slower than that yeah you look at the 100 time or the 400 time you can't unless the wind is screwy you can't win a big meet running slower than that yeah but you could win a couple meets running slower than 337 do you think Central will run sub 337 this year? Well, we're going to talk about him in a little bit. That's a good – this is a good marker, yeah. isn't it? it? It'll really serve to see, all right, where where are you at? Can you can you qualify and get, get into the meet? And if he doesn't, do you think he get get in anyway from like some legacy – like how Nick Simmons was able to get in to like 2017 champs because he was a world medalist? Right. I'm sure there's some – there's got to be some clause that says if Central runs slow, he still gets it. Well, I'm looking at the qualifying guidelines right now. There might be. There's definitely like if you're an Olympic champion, you get a buy. There's got to be. 100%. I'm not, I'm not seeing it. Oh, here we go. Is there a. Athletes who have earned automatic qualification into the meet under USATF Rule 8 must follow all entry procedures and declaration procedures. So what's USATF Rule 8? Should I ask chat GT, GPT? <laughs> I don't know. I thought they would specify rule eight on here. I literally am going to ask ChatGPT. I don't think they're ChatGPT. What? They might know it. What is USA TF rule eight? Yeah, man. I'm in. You're probably going to beat me though because I'm literally going through the old. What is USA TF rule eight? USA TF refers to rules relating to race walking, which is a specific (laughs) discipline of track and field. Uh, Race walking. No, it does not. It doesn't? Is that wrong? Isn't it talking about the automatic qualifying procedure? That's what it says. I don't think it's specific to race walking. Uh, it says it has to do with race walking here. Yeah. Chat, chat GPT knows no wrong. You know what's smarter than chat GPT? Our chat. Someone in our chat will okay. know USATF rule The Flowchat versus chat GPT showdown? Yeah, the chat v chat Ooh, battle I that like everybody that. wants to see. All right. Let's talk uh, some sad news in the running yes. world. Yeah, Dick Fosbury passed away a few days ago. 1968 gold medalist in the high jump, was a trailblazer in the event, came up with the Fosbury flop, which completely revolutionized the event. He had just an amazing legacy in the sport, and it transcended track and field. People use the Fosbury flop as just an example of innovation an example of tackling a problem in a different way after 1972 every gold medalist since has done the fosbury flop it's the it's the natural way to do things and it's funny to think about a time pre dick fosbury when that wasn't the case and yeah just leaves a huge legacy there's very few people who who completely change change the sport and i was also thinking about this Gordon, high jump is such a universal thing. You don't even need to be a track person to be curious about high jump. Hey, how how high can you jump over that bar? Yeah. And he just he came up with people were doing it one way for years and years and years, and he came up with a completely different and more effective way 
to do something that a lot of people had thought about. It wasn't an abstract skill. It was it was high jumping. And he and he came up with a, a solution that now looks and seems obvious, but at the time was totally different, a different path. Yeah, what was the year when he came up with the flop? Well, he started doing it in in high school out okay. in out in Medford, Oregon. And then in that uh, AP article, it is interesting. They bring up that doctors were writing him letters, telling, warning him against it. That other people would do it, and they would start breaking their necks. That's how dangerous it seemed. Yeah, well, I mean, there was a time when the high jump had no pit on the other side. Sawdust. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And people were doing the, the scissors kick and the western roll and everything like that. Obviously, you have to have the mat in place to do it. But you know, even with the mat, in 68, people were looking at him funny when he was doing this going into a mat and other people were scissoring over now nowadays you look at the people scissoring like what do you what is this well you see when uh mutaz does the scissor like in the warm-up uh -huh, you're like uh -huh. dang he's scissoring like two, yeah 220 <laughs> and like, he's one of the best yeah it makes me think like do you think there's any other potential game changing innovative way of approaching a, a different event Mm -hmm. in track and field like is there someone who's like going to learn to throw a shot put better than the typical putting the ball right, right here underneath right. the the chin well because or a different way to jump over a hurdle it would need to be something dramatic to yeah. have this level of of impact because it's not just oh spin versus glide in the shot put ring he's literally changing the orientation like It'd be like throwing it like <laughs> underhand or something yeah within the rules and you look at the long jump, there's a little tweak here and there to different people's technique, but no one was coming up in the 1960s being, oh, you're doing this dramatically wrong. Yeah. Here, I have the math equation to show you. Let's do it. The only one I could think of would be maybe somewhere down the line with pole vault just because there's so many components and and different things at play. But Mondo seems to be rolling pretty well and, and fully optimized. But Maybe there's a new way a, to get into the blocks. Yeah, a new way to start. New way to start out of the blocks. Yeah, and like you start with your elbows on the ground or something. There's that, just that's big there's just there there are these people in in sports and Fosbury is one of them. Probably one of the most famous ones though. Who yeah, you take something completely simple and then people think it, it's almost now underhand free throws didn't catch on, but there's a lot of research that says underhand free throws actually more effective. People just don't do it because it they think it looks funny. Yeah, and they don't want to do it, but. I wasn't around in 1968, but I get the feeling that's how he was looked at when he was competing. And like, what? Like, you're an yeah, oddity. it's like the bowler who bowls with two hands instead of one. Exactly. Yeah, yeah all these little little things. But in, in track, since so many of the events are foundational movements, we've already thought about them. Yeah. It, you know, we, we were our, came into the world throwing and, and jumping and running. We weren't coming into the world with a bowling ball in an alley. That's True. sort of a more abstract thought so more people have looked at it and analyzed it over time which leaves fewer opportunities for tweaks which is why it just is so incredible to me that he's like nope it's not the way to do it yeah let me let me show you how to do it yeah because at the end of the day even all the tweaks that Ilya Kipchoge put into getting under two hours in the marathon yeah at the end of the day one foot in front of the other it was one foot in front of the other he didn't skip the marathon and be like well, that's actually if you skip you run faster yeah he was like no he knew the most we've optimize all the other athletic feats up until high jump and now high jump is now optimized there's nothing else really to optimize yeah yeah all in the game in the chat says hitch kick in the long jump the closest thing and i thought about that there's different techniques 
but in general, you're you're taking off one foot, you're landing in the sand. Again, little little different approaches, but it's not as not as dramatic of a change as as and as what Fosbury did. Um, you know, different different techniques went out over time because people say, okay, this is the better method. But that I compare more to glide versus spinning, which was a big change or a big, you know, two different options on, on how to accomplish the same feat, which is throw the ball as far as you can. But this was just so much, so much different. And you're right. It was predicated on having a mat to land on. So there was some technology required, but I just like reading the stories about Fosbury and, and how he came up with it. And I'm going to go at, at this angle and, oh, I can, I only need to get part of my body over at a time and then I can slink it over. It just, ah, it, th- there's a reason why people are taking such note of him passing. And there's a reason why so many people in other fields talk about Dick Fosbury and what he did, because it's a universal thing. Rest in peace, 76. Mm-hmm. Yeah, passed. Long life. 76, yeah. I mean, he and he was still speaking a lot on track and field, uh, attending competitions and stuff. And, uh, yeah, leaves just a, a massive legacy. As I'm, yeah, he's featured in car commercials, and there was an Avicii song with basically his his story as the, the video element to the – the music video. So he's just not he's not a track person. He he transcended track, which is hard to do. Also, the fact that his last name is Fosbury and it goes so well with the word flop. Okay, read that quote. The quote he gave in that AP story is is epic too. What's the quote? I'll, I'll find it for you. Because a reporter in Medford gave the name Fosbury Flop when he was covering him in high school. Uh, and Fosbury liked the name. He says, here's the quote. It's poetic. It's alliterative. It's a conflict. Mm. pretty cool right because <laughs> flop you know the guy was saying oh it's like you look like a fish but it's not seen as in a negative way it's like oh my gosh this guy just completely changed the game so i love it i love it yeah the guy said the doctor said it would lead to a quote rash of broken necks <laughs> <laughs> yeah incredible all right let's move on to our next story uh you want to this is old ish sydney yeah. track classic Fred Curley was there. Sydney was not. Yeah, it was the Sydney Australia Track Classic. Let me clarify. Sydney Australia Track Classic. It's just, I mean, it's Fred Fred Curley versus Australia, basically. And, yeah. And, so and, if you scroll to the men's 400 right there. And there it is. Yep. Go ahead, Gordon. Take yeah, it away. Curley, 44 seconds. Kind of destroys everyone. I mean, it wasn't really... He's just there chilling, enjoying the Australian sun. We saw what he did in the 200... <laughs> It's a, he basically ran a similar time to what Godwin ran indoors, mm-hmm. uh, to put a little perspective. So it wasn't a barn burner type performance, but he's not trying to burn any barns right now. He's just trying <laughs> to collect his appearance fees in Australia and kind of get ready for outdoors. But it just gets exciting because, you know, we're getting closer and closer to mm-hmm. the unleash of outdoor track and field performance. Texas Relays is in a couple weeks. Yeah. Stanford it. Uh, Stanford meets going on this weekend mm-hmm. live on Flowtrack. Uh, but yeah, the notable performances coming there where it's currently just running 44 seconds. It doesn't really, even if he ran 45 seconds, I wouldn't think anything of no. it. I think the only thing I would think of it if he ran like 43, then I would be like, whoa. But 44 high, 45 low, it's all kind of the same. He's an elite talent. 
Um, Second place was 46-17. Yeah. So no competition. He could run in a lot of college meets out here and get much more competition than that. But I know that's yeah. not purpose of the trip, get in a couple races. You're right. It's probably fun. Why not do that? How many opportunities are you going to get as an athlete to go down and compete on the other side of the world and you're running in front of packed houses and you're the star? People are coming. Yeah, there's a lot of hometown love there, but for all the Australian athletes competing. But he was the featured name, which has got to be pretty cool because if you go to the any other Diamond League or pre-classic, you just, you're a star amongst other stars. And there's people who are a little bit bigger, a little bit smaller. At this meet, he was probably the one on the front of the program. He's the one that the track fans in Sydney are coming to see because he's the 100-meter champion. So they're not going to miss an opportunity to see him. So I think it's cool. It's Fred Curley World Tour. Should we change the name from Continental Tour to Fred Curley World Tour? It's kind of cool, don't you think? We always look at it of, oh, man, how competitive is this meet and how many other superstars in there? And I get it because we're watching it for the yeah. first stage. We want to see a great race. But if you're the athlete, it has to be pretty cool to walk into the stadium and know a lot of these people are here for me. And I'm probably not going to get challenged too, which yeah, is great. You can just, show up. And... Well, there's no prey. And I, I can celebrate early. That's fun. That's fun to run like that. It probably harkens back to crowds aren't maybe as big, but high school. Yeah. It's just like you know you're going to dominate. Or like – you know, Kobe Bryant during his, like, farewell tour. When every NBA arena he walked into, he could score 10 points or 50 right, right. and everyone would get excited because they just want to see him one last time. Uh, one other notable result from this, speaking of Central, if you scroll all the way down to the bottom of the results, uh, Caleb, the men's 3,000. Uh, right there, men's 3,000. There it is. You see Sancho. Now, he's not officially in the li He's at the bottom because... <laughs> I know, that's weird. It's a Australian results. He was in a, an Australian race. But he runs 7.53, basically in the middle of the pack. Right behind... Uh, what's his name? Uh, the... Uh, oh, my gosh. I'm blanking on, on the name. Can you help me out here? No, I think you're doing pretty Cameron good. Myers. Pol apologies. Cameron Myers, who just came off of... That impressive mile world yeah. record at age 16. Uh, 16. Yeah. But he runs 7.53, basically finishes sixth in this race, mm -hmm. five seconds back from the leader. Mm -hmm. Is this an improvement? Is this similar to what how he ran his mile? Does this make it, you know, better or worse? 7.53 in 2023 is like running 8.05 in 2016. Because level of competition is higher. Yeah. Well, people just running faster through yeah. the case. Yeah. I think it's better than what he did in that mile, wouldn't you say? 406. You, I don't you, think – I think it's use, just as bad. If you use Cameron Myers as the true comparison point, being only a second behind him, he ran pretty quick in in the mile. I think we get caught up a lot of times on looking at just when an athlete's on the comeback on times. Yeah. And instead – we should look at places. And I keep using Webb as a comparison. I know it's not fair. They've had drastically different careers. But I remember there was this desire towards the end of Webb's career. People w wanted to believe that the comeback was happening. Oh, look at this result. And you'd look at the result and you'd look at it in terms of, oh, but he closed really well in the last 400. And he's got it. He's going to get it. But what you could always come back to was, but what place did he finish? Because if you want him to be back, he's got to finish top three at USA's. So you look at a race like this, you're saying he finishes behind five or six guys from Australia in the 3K. Now, Australia's solid, right? Good, good country. 
in the in the distance events. But use that as a point of comparison, right? How how many people now does he, how much does he need to move up? Not just in terms of time, but who does he need to beat? Can he make a U.S. team if he's in this position right now? No, he he, he can't. And you talked about the standard earlier, three thirty seven and the fifteen hundred. It's going to be tough tough to get right now. He's on the definitely on the outside looking in. You take his results. You take what happened with all the fast American performances indoors, and he's a long shot. Yeah, that's, that's just the reality of it. It's mid March right now. There's enough time, but also he's just got to get through a. There's a bunch of guys between him and third place right now. So when 2021, when he started his season off with a bunch of slow 800s. Mm-hmm. And then in May, he ran a good 1,500. Like, all right, he's back. When is the deadline for him to give us one race of, all right, you can do it? If he's going to be a just a threat to qualify yeah. top three, I think we'd need to see by his second outdoor race. This was his second outdoor race. No, in, in the outdoor season. This is I'm still counting this in indoor oh, this season. Is indoor? Okay. Yeah, so his second outdoor season in the united states a lot of qualifiers there race you get what i'm saying okay so he runs mount sac or whatever and so second race not it's not a date it's more just the race yeah i want to see you he'll probably have some time off when he comes back or he'll he'll be adjusting new training but yeah the the road is very steep right now it is an uphill climb i don't want to you can't sugarcoat results like this as i'm saying Imagine if this was an American field, right? Match all those guys up to American guys. Yeah, what is 753 on the collegiate list from indoors? 753 would have been... This up. 753 would have been like 50, 50th yeah. in yeah. college. Right. And that's... Sometimes it it's better to look at it that way as opposed to, okay, can he get down to this time? You're thinking, all right, this is a guy who – let's look at the 1,500 field right now. Let's just do that for a second. Nagus, we'd say, is in. You feel good about Nagus? I think I feel a little – I think I feel good about Nagus. Good Nagus. Are we saying Tier is going to run the 15 or the 5? Tier is going to run the 15. Okay, let's just say Tier in the 15, Hawker in the 15 – who else do we have? Prakel. I'm bringing up Gregoric. I'm bringing up uh, the list. Okay, Gordon's bringing up the list. Okay, yeah. Oh no, this is I need twenty. John Davis. I mean, even Angles. You should keep going. Yeah, Nagus, Davis, Tier, Prakel, Hawker, Gregoric, Josh Thompson. Yeah. There's a lot of people. Right. It just it becomes a numbers. Hobbs Kessler. I mean, I would Colby Alexander. I would focus more on the time. If Craig the, Angles making a comeback. Yeah, yeah so I'm saying SoCal Craig. I all the Washington guys. Right, all the Washington guys who are American. I would say focus on the time. If the United States was a country where only one person was qualifying, and it was similar to Mo Farah trying to get that one last qualifying time for the Olympics, so he ran the two 10Ks. Then you got to look and see, okay, what's the time? What's the time? But here it just benefits. To look at the competition. All right. how He's going to have to beat all these guys. And right now he's behind a lot of them. And that's just, that's just where he's at right now. 
It could change, but it's a long shot. Also at this meet, all in the game mentions Zoe Hobbs. Became the first woman from New Zealand to break 11. Seconds in the 100, new PB. Oceana record, 10.97. Pretty exciting. I saw that race. They were fired up. The announcers were, were pumped to have someone go sub. 11, I think it said 10.99 on the first read, and then it rounded down. I just, does it feel like the clocks are betraying us a lot more now? Yeah. Announcers are, I'm noticing it, and I'm going to do this if we announce a pen. I'm going to be very cautious when the time comes up. Because someone, 10.99, they want to lose their mind, and then they say, wait, 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 and the whole moment gets dragged. It's almost, you better not show anything. I think you just you just scream about how much she won by, and then thirty seconds or later you, you can say sub eleven on the clock. It needs to be like, big oh, I bold. see. This is estimated. Yeah, this or isn't just, official. I like it not showing anything. Just go completely dark, and then and then wait for boom. it to pop. But I also get the announcer wants to yell the time as soon as they hear it right across the the finish line. But they're just. I feel like we're correcting by .02 a lot and .03, and in either direction too. So if someone goes ten ninety nine. It's 11.02. Yeah, but it went the other direction. It was 10.97. Anyway, that was just a little thing I noticed. I want to give you the flavor of it. I watched the race. I watched the race. All right. You want to do this bracket now? What do yeah. you want to do? Okay. So before we talk about it, we need to tell all of our followers we're doing a March Madness pool. Uh, we've only had about like 50 people sign up, but we can get that number up. <laughs> Well, you seem disappointed. Yeah, we can get that number up. Maybe not everyone knows about it. But Where's yeah. the link? Is the link is in the description. Of this episode? Of this episode. See? On, Boom. on, on YouTube. YouTube. Yeah, okay. I'll also put it in the description on Spotify and Apple if you listen to the audio. But submit your bracket. Winner gets a prize to be determined. We were gonna <laughs> I think that's probably why we're not more people. We, didn't de- we were going to determine it today. Should we determine it right now? What should our prize be? I guess I, we have to because... You, the deadline to fill out the bracket is noon tomorrow because the, the madness yeah. starts You're tomorrow. You're the one who started this, so I don't want to be financially responsible for anything. I spent all my money on a haircut. So Looks good. Also, shout out to the YouTube commenter who Gordon then screenshotted and sent to me about my hair. <laughs> I showed it to my wife because I thought we had an agreement that she was going to cut my hair. But we showed the comment to you. I wife? showed the comment to my okay. wife, and then she laughed, and she said, you know I'm not doing it right. And then that was the moment I realized I was going to have to – Fork over the money and pay for it. Why does she not want to cut your hair anymore? Time, energy. It's like all those things. She's like forever not. She just cut your hair. She's like retired from. She said I'll fix it if it gets screwed up. Well, she's not an actual hairstylist, but she had cut my hair. I hadn't. I told this her before. Thirty years I had gone without paying for a haircut. So I get nervous when I go in. I don't know what to say. (laughs) This morning I said I've done it four or five times now. I still don't know what to say. (laughs) I said, as short as you can with scissors. As short as you can with scissors? Yeah. Yeah. I said, leave an inch and a half. And they're like, oh, like half of your hair? And I said, I didn't measure it. I don't know. As short as you can with scissors. Scissors, yeah. I said, just get it short. You don't want you don't want the clips yeah, coming yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Clippers. You, well, you're scared one, of clippers? They're going to cut you? No, no, no. Then, then you can go all the way down to the skin. And I don't want that. So my you wife told me that's you don't just want, what to say. Look, I, I do a I one on this side. You got a little fade action going. I'm not doing that no. stuff. Yeah. All right. Some of us grew out So of the that. prize is not going to be a haircut. That's not the prize. <laughs> My point is I had to spend the money on the haircut. Yeah, so you don't have enough money to pay for the prize of this uh, March Madness because you don't bought even know a haircut. How, how much was your haircut? Like 25 uh, bucks? Yeah, a little less. but Okay. Yeah. You weren't breaking the I bank tip, for this. I tip generously. I'll just you weren't breaking the bank for this Okay, what do you want to make right. the prize then? You're uh, the one who came up with it though. You can't say. Well, we sent out the gift cards already. Yeah. So we have no gift cards to give out anymore. 
Correct. That's right. We don't. What do you think we should do? What's the chat want? Just ask the chat. What do they want as the prize? I don't know. Are you reading the chat? The yeah, chat no one's saying anything about it. I think... All right, the prize is going to be good. We don't know what it is yet, but we will decide. We got time. The madness the is a month The thing is long. they want... They're going to want an actual real prize like they would get in another contest. But and not, what you I, and I are coming up with is going to be a video of Gordon doing something stupid. But here, they're not paying any money to enter this. There's no like yeah, but they, monetary investment. That's in, like this right, thing. Let's get, we got to do no, this No, but thing. there's going to be two prizes. There's going to be a prize for the overall winner and then a group prize <laughs> Great. for whoever beats me. Okay. Because I'm going to win. All right. So we got to start breaking down this bracket because it's pretty complicated. Yeah, so – uh, you guys, we suggest fill out the bracket however you want. You could do it based off your own analysis of basketball, or we suggest a bracket that we came up with. Yeah. And so we're going to fill out a bracket based off of track and field. So before we show this bracket, <laughs> we break down how we do it. So, uh, Caleb, I put the bracket as a screenshot in the run of show notes. If you scroll down the run of show notes, you can find a screenshot of the bracket. Yeah. So let me let me explain this. We had uh, the first round. Every round we did it differently. So the first round we did. Well, wait, here's the thing. What does it take to be a good basketball player? Shooting the ball. What effectively? Else? A grit. Trusting of the process. No. <laughs> jumping. 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 You gotta so we, be able to jump. So I took men's high jump indoor performances. So whatever the best one was from that school. Because and I advanced that team. They probably are eligible. They yeah. could probably get on the bus or on the plane right, and be right. the go-to six-man. Hey, let's bring the high jumper from the track team. Yeah. The season's kind of in a lull right now. Right, right, they right. They can do March right. Madness before outdoors. So if you have a a 2.5 – meter yeah. high jumper, throw him in. He can yeah. do a slam dunk. So it got kind of complicated. Not everybody had a high jumper. Not even everybody had a men's program. So I would default if there was two teams with no program. It was who had a cross country program and, and so on and so forth. So um, I just read the first round because we're going to. Yeah, I have it here. running out of time. I yeah, have, I have it lit out here. All right. So uh, we got some 16 versus one upsets. Though, yeah, because Alabama, the number one overall seed, doesn't loses. have a high jump. Doesn't they, have a high jumper. Indoors. They did not have an indoor mark for the men's high jump. But. Texas A&M Corpus Christi did, so they advance. Uh, Maryland and Virginia, that was a tough one to decide. I, we put Maryland Over first. West Virginia. Yeah. So San Charleston, I'll run through it. Charleston, West Virginia, uh, Charleston, Virginia, NC State, 14 seed UC Santa Barbara, 7 seed Missouri, 2 seed Arizona. Another 16-1 upset, Texas Southern beats Purdue. Yeah. Good high jumper in Texas. But they don't know. They're playing today whether or not they even get to qualify. I th but they advanced out of that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess so. So uh, then Memphis 8. So then Oral Roberts upsets Duke. I don't like that mm -hmm. as a Duke fan. Oral Roberts. Duke, though, what about Aaron Marsh? I guess it's, it's the men. Wait a yeah. uh, Tennessee qualifies as a four seed. Wait, did I? Kentucky, Kansas State, Michigan State, Marquette, Houston, Auburn, Miami, Indiana, Pitt, Kennesaw. Uh, I don't yeah. – I'm just reading off. It's not fun. So basically we did the first round based off high jump. Yeah. The second round we did pole vault. Men's pole vault. Because sometimes you got to jump even higher. Yeah. If you want to win the basketball games – You got to vault gotta, into gotta the net. Vault into the net. Mm -hmm. You got to do a mondo yeah. into the thing. And so we kind of got down to our sweet 16 
based off of high jump first round, pole vault second round. So mm -hmm. Sweet 16 is the following. Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, 16 seed. <laughs> Virginia, 4 seed. Mm -hmm. NC State, 11 seed. Arizona, 2 seed. Memphis, 8 seed. Tennessee, 4 seed. Kentucky, 6 seed. Michigan State, 7. Houston beat Auburn in the mm. round of two, in the second round. A 32. good old Leroy Morrell versus Carl Lewis matchup. Houston has a better pole vaulter. Yeah. Unfortunately, it wasn't a four by one. It was a pole vault off. Yeah. So Houston and Indiana are going to be matched up. Kennesaw State, the 14th seed, makes it to the Sweet 16 versus Texas A&M, 7th seed. Kansas, 1. UConn, 4. Arizona State, 11th seed versus UCLA. So we're now down to our final 16. So then we're like, all right. You did a high jump and you did the pole vault. That's all the jumping. Yeah, yeah. You don't need to jump horizontally. You got to jump up to the rim. Sure. But here's the thing. Basketball games, they're mm -hmm. a grind. Yeah, they are for sure. They are a hell of a grind. And if you can, if you can grind out, it's a long tournament. So you know what you need? You know, you know what you need? You need mm -hmm. endurance. Mm -hmm. So to make it to the sweet, to make it out of the sweet 16, you got to be good at cross country. Yeah. So we did best cross country team to make to the elite eight. So UVA. NC State, they're the matchup in the Elite Eight after picking cross country. Yeah. Tennessee, Michigan State. Mm -hmm. Tennessee, Dylan Jacobs, yeah. Hassan Ab Abidala. Yeah. They made it. Kansas, UCLA. And then Indiana and Texas A&M. Texas A&M. I don't know how their cross country team was able to make it, but they had to go up against Kennesaw State. Mm -hmm. Kennesaw State's cross country team, not that good. Texas A&M, better. So now we have our final eight off of High jump, pole vault, cross country. Now, very, very scientific. Now they're in Elite Eight. This is where you are elite. Mm -hmm. This is where legacy is made. Mm -hmm. This is where the blue bloods thrive in basketball. You know, the Kentuckys and Dukes and Kansases. And you know what it is? It's about legacy. So I think in order to define your legacy from the Elite Eight to the Final Four. 100 meter legacy. You need that. You need that sprint legacy. That yeah. 100 meter legacy. The marquee event. Your marquee alum who do you have from your program mm -hmm. so uva versus nc state who has the best sprinter <laughs> nc state the 11 seed all right all right they have what's his name do you remember his name he ran recently 100 nc state 100 meter uh news he is what's his name track star Cravant Charleston? Yeah. Okay. Cravant Charleston. So, he is representing NC State in the mm -hmm. Final Four. So, good for them. Next, we have on... Uh, sorry, I'm I lost my thing. Tennessee versus Michigan State. Tennessee, oh my goodness. Christian Coleman, Justin Gatlin. They are making the Final Four. Because okay. they have a much better 100-meter legacy over Michigan State. Indiana, Texas A&M. Who has a better 100-meter legacy? Texas A&M. Four-by-ones. We know what they've been doing. And then Kansas, UCLA. Who has a better 100-meter legacy between Kansas and UCLA? UCLA. UCLA moves on. Otto who? Bolden. Otto UCLA. Bolden. So, NC State, Tennessee, Texas A&M, UCLA. That's our final four. We have the graphic up there. You can see. Yeah, zoom in on that final four yeah, there if you can, Zoom in a bit on the final four. NC State, Tennessee, A&M, and UCLA. If this becomes the final four. Yeah, based off of high jump. Pole vault, cross country, and legacy 100 meters. Legacy 100 meters. <laughs> we are the greatest bracketologist that's ever lived. 100%. So we have our final four. And you know what you do in a final four? 
A four by four. You do the four by four. So right. if we had a four by four between Tennessee, NC State, A and M, and UCLA, now are we doing legacy four by fours or current four by fours? Oh, current. I think we're gonna go back to current. Legacy, you could throw Ry Benjamin on UCLA's team. For a season, yeah. Yeah, for a season. Or maybe he was at UC, USC I mean, in the beginning of Coleman it. Coleman and Gatlin ran some good 4 by 4 splits. They didn't like doing it, but they could run. Yeah, they yeah. could split 44 seconds. So, uh, I think we... And Tennessee, do they have Randolph Ross? No, he never ran for them. So he but doesn't. he's on the team, but not really on the team? No, he doesn't, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. So, so are, are we doing current? I think we should do current. Current. So, yeah. NC State, Tennessee, A&M, UCLA. So, current. So I think it's going to be... Should I bring up the T first? Uh, should we be like how they did it indoors? Sure. Now, is this to get it down to two? This is to get it down to two. Okay. So who had a better... Uh, we should probably should have come prepared. A&M versus UCLA. A&M clearly has a better 4x4, four four, right? Mm-hmm. So they were 10th best mark. They beat UCLA. Wait, did... Oh, you say it's pretty good, though. say it's pretty good. Wait, hold on. Who Who did better at... Nationals, head to head, because they actually competed at nationals. Who had a better? Okay, so UCLA got disqualified. Ah, uh, so can't get disqualified. In the can't bracket. get disqualified in bracket. So Texas A&M is moving on to the final over UCLA. NC State versus Tennessee. I'm guessing it's Tennessee, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, it's Tennessee. They had they ran 304. Yeah, the Tiger Paul invite. So Tennessee versus. Texas A&M. Only one way to decide it. What's the most important shot in the current version of basketball? The three-pointer? Three. Okay. Steeplechase? <laughs> what event involves three? What event involves three? Triple jump. Triple jump for the win. Oh, triple jump. So Tennessee versus Texas A&M. Triple jump. Okay. So let's bring this up here i like how you did this all right i like this all right so out indoor right because it's recent yeah indoor so arkansas wants to tap back in okay we got an issue what happened we got an issue tied no it's worse it's worse than tied neither I, of them have a triple jumper so no they have to have a triple jumper texas a didn't have a triple jumper really yeah does tennessee have one tennessee has one but i don't I, we can't this is unfair we can't get zone in by default there has to be a legit head-to-head Okay. You know should, then? I know what we should do. Huh. Let's just look at the NCAA track and field team results. Oh, whoever just had more points? Yeah. So, Texas A&M had seven points. They finished 32nd on the men's side. Mm -hmm. Tennessee, 18 points, finished 11th on the men's side. Also, the Tennessee. women finished 7th. For Tennessee and the women finished 14th for Texas A&M. So both the men and women Tennessee yeah. both beat the men and women Texas A&M Aggies. So the Tennessee Volunteers, the four seed, will be your 2023 NCAA basketball champions. It kind of makes sense though, because when you think about all time, who has the best combination of men's high jump, pole vault, cross country, legacy hundred, four by four, and then current indoor team? It's Tennessee. Tennessee is at the top of the list. Also. Another interesting thing about Tennessee, one last thing on this thing. <laughs> Hold on. Let me show you. Where is it? If you look up uh, BPI, 
which is like basketball power index. Of course, as we all do. Tennessee's a four seed, but they have the third best BPI. Mm. So, so maybe them we're actually, on to something. Them actually winning it is possible. Yeah. So Tennessee, I'm not picking them. I'm picking Duke, but uh, Tennessee and state champs. Uh, in the chat, actual random says, when did Coleman split 44? You got to understand, in Gordon's world, everybody split 44. Coleman split 44. I'll no, find it. Everybody split 44. And on the women's side, everybody split 49. Gordon has uh, that knowledge. And I guess there's a lot of guys who have split 43. There's a long list of guys. Gordon says has split 43. Tampa Eagle about the subpod. Subpod's next week. Subpod, we need Colt back. Colt's been gone. Colt will help bring us the subpod. So he probably split 44. At the 2017 Florida Relays. Probably. 2017 Florida Relays. If this links to an article written by you, then that doesn't count. I just want to let you know. 2017 Florida Relays results. Bring it up here. 4x4. Four four. College. Uh-oh. Olympic development. He's searching, folks. Uh, I'm finding it. There's no splits. Yeah. Okay. But their team ran 303. And Christian Coleman was on the team. Fair enough. There's no live splits, but he ran 44. We got Come on. It. He's freaking run 9-7 and 19-whatever. Yeah. He can run 44 seconds. So Ruby wrote in. She did some work for us, which I appreciate. Remember we talked about making the Mondo World Record Spotify playlist? Yeah. She looked up what song was playing for all of Mondo's records. And we got a playlist? Well, there's an issue with the playlist. Okay, what's the issue? So I'll go through. First of all, great, great, great work, great deep work dive. I, yeah. I wanted. She went through and found all the the songs <laughs> for the winning world record bolt. So six twenty two, the best by Tina Turner. I bet they had pre-planned that as Mondo is the simply best. the best. Yeah. There you go. Six twenty one, no music. It was outdoors in Eugene. Six twenty, levels by Avicii. Six nineteen. Money So Big by Blockstar TF. 618, Levels by Avicii. 617, Levels by Avicii. 616, No Music, because it's outdoors. 615, No Music Outdoors. Based on this analysis, Ruby says, I think he might be able to request the song and has chosen Levels by Avicii, or that's just a song constantly on replay during uh, War Athletics indoor tour the last few years. So I'm not sure if a Spotify playlist would work as it would just be Levels by Avicii <laughs> on repeat with a sprinkly of Tina Turner and Blockstar TF. I mean, Levels so, is a banger. I think... When I hear that? She's right, though. I think they do use the same playlist because NCAA does the same thing. For a while there, I, you were at the most recent meet. You, like, the same songs were playing for like three years straight at every every NCAA meet I would go to. The, they had a warm-up day mix, I feel like, and they had a this like every like the same songs over and over and over again. So I bet they just uh, have a rotation and he's vaulting it somewhere at the right time. So this is good. Soccer, I like this though. I mean, it, it, it's still a good playlist. How many different songs are there? Just three. Three? But he's gonna, get, he's gonna get more. three more world records at least. So I wanna do it to different songs. Soccer teams pay attention to what song is playing when goals are scored too, so I feel like this is similar. Yeah, we need to. Who do we need to get in contact with to make sure that the playlist starts? Maybe we create this playlist on Spotify, make it public, and then we send it to World Athletics, World Athletics, and European Athletics, and well, all the Diamond Leagues, and be like, "Hey, don't play any of these songs. We want to add to the playlist." We need to ask him. 
And we said Mondo. Well, so AJT says, don't quote me on this. So I'm about to quote. <laughs> <laughs> when you start something with don't quote me on this. All right. AJT thinks it's possible. I'll phrase it that way. Is that fair? I think Mondo chose Avicii levels as Renault also used that song in the past. And he takes inspiration from him. So does he go up to the... Because there's no set. It's not as if at eight o'clock I'm going to be attempting a world record. Like, do you want to check when they has to check in with his spikes? Does he also like write down his like song requests? Or before he gets on the runway to attempt it, right? He's getting all set. Does he yell over to someone who then communicates Level. it? Yeah. Let, now, now, hit quick, it now. Quick, quick, quick levels. <laughs> I'm good. Maybe that's a way you can beat Mondo. Is mess with the playlist. Mess with the playlist. Yeah. It'd be like if you want to have a competitive advantage so in play something completely different the french pole vaulters in paris for the olympics or the hungarian pole vaulters yeah yeah in budapest they got to talk bribe the dj be like yo but he's also played do- the opposite of levels <laughs> yeah i don't know what the opposite of levels is but well he's also doing it with no music too in outdoors so i think the play is to do it yes yeah, do another song that's not levels but if you can vault really well to simply the best, I think I think you can do everything. But what's like a a song that would get him off of his game? Yeah, well, like that's Some like psychological you're like thinking like when you hear running water, it makes you have to pee. Yeah. So what what makes you have to hit the bar and fall? yeah, yeah. Like, some, you need to trigger some sort of emotion of it, like no. What you need to do? So we need to do the opposite of this list. Ruby needs to go back. What songs were playing when he failed record attempts? You get that to his rivals. It's like when and they start playing those songs, and then you associate it with failure. Yeah, it's like when in the office when they were playing the bell and then asked giving him a treat. Yeah, Pavlov's dogs. Yeah, we just yeah. need to do that. That's how you beat the greats. That's how you that's beat, how you beat well, Sydney. That's how you beat no, Ily Kipchoge. I think it's how Mondo. you beat. I don't think it works with those other two. I think it only works with Mondo because there's a very clear pattern here that's been established and there's music he has to be on for five seconds do you think the competition is it they doing this sort of thinking well, no do you think they can like maybe protest be like hey he's not allowed to pick a song you're not allowed to play levels that's a competitive advantage yeah that's like going on the inside rail I, <laughs> like they should yes. file a protest 100 percent. it's like that's clearly they should add it to the bylaws in yeah. the next update of the world athletics global council meeting whatever yeah yeah be like hey we are officially not allowing levels. It's like the pitch clock in baseball. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Tam Beagle also has first indoor or outdoor meet. We got Stanford coming up this weekend. Yeah, live on flow. And we'll, then, pre- we'll preview it tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, Friday. It's going to keep going from there. We also got another email that I wanted to read. This is an amazing email. From the man himself. Who? Keith Garland. Kyle Garland's dad. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He, uh... Listen to the show, particularly about the part where we were talking Sixers. You made the Embiid reference to to Kyle. Yes, I was like that was a Joel Embiid esque performance. And, he, and you're you were like, thinking, oh, yeah, man. You were thinking he didn't understand, yeah. which was confirmed by his father. Now, most people don't understand what Gordon says, so you also not expecting someone to bring up Joel Embiid in a mix zone. We also we also were like, hey, we love the shirts. Those so are good there shirts. might be some action with the shirts. So I'm very I was very excited about this email. I texted you immediately. About well, maybe email. Kyle Garland will be in Austin for Texas Relays. Texas Relays or Austin for outdoor championships, I would hope. Well, he'll definitely be here for that. But yeah. like the people normally do their decathlon at Texas Relays. True. So hopefully the weather cooperates, but yes. Thank you to Keith. We're going to be in touch. That was awesome to get that get that message out there. And 
he put up with Gordon because Gordon had the camera in his face as he's yep. celebrating and Gordon's like <laughs> the whole time. Uh, does it make you are you happy that I'm they're thrilled. Sixer fans? Yes. Yeah. I also feel bad for them now. At least they have at least that family has like they can They have a winner. They have a winner in yeah. the family and it can make up for what's inevitably gonna happen in May when we play Boston in the second round and I have to do a podcast after game seven and it's not gonna be good. But Joel Embiid's the MVP. I was looking up when we're in Penn if there's going to be a Sixers game, and then I was realizing, oh, it's playoffs. Yeah. Then right, that's what happened last year. They were playing. They'll the be the first round game. though, so it'll be fine. Well, what if there's a home- there wasn't a home game last time? There could be a home game this yeah. time. Are you going to go right now? Though there's a chance that if the Phillies and the, if the Sixers make the NBA Finals, they'll have home court, and then I could go to it. You can go to it. You go to it anyway. Oh, Dallas Sixers go to all the games. There's a really high chance it's going to be Dallas Sixers in the final. <laughs> you should bank on that. I think that's. I think that's a good. Just put that in. The, I should bet some money on that. Yeah, I mean, don't count the Rockets out. Well, wait, no, I think we definitely should. All right, I think that's going to do it. Pick Tennessee to win your NCAA bracket. Yeah. Um, Anything we didn't get to, we'll get to on Friday. There's a lot of news items out there that we can enter the March Madness discuss. challenge description below. Prize TBD, but it's going to be great. Promise you that. Uh, I need to decide the prize before it starts because if I realize I'm not going to win, I'm going to pick a, a crappy prize. But if I think I'm going to win, I'll pick a great prize. So I need to, like, if Duke gets eliminated in the first round, I'm going to not care. So I want to do it while I still care. Well, you want to make it just, do you want to make it a traditional prize or are you trying to think of something that's, it's a, a fun prize. prize no, I'm not giving like thousands of dollars. Not out. thousands of dollars, but or hundreds of dollars. Like, I'm not, I'm not. What? Then I don't know what it is. I don't know what people would consider fun. I'll we already it. gave off the gift cards. Yeah, All right. I'll find something else. Gordon is gonna think a about a t-shirt, it. maybe. Oh, there you go. Some swag. There you go. An Al Horford appreciator t-shirt. Yeah, That's what Gordon's wearing today. Writes to Ricky Sanchez podcast. Um. They gave me this what shirt. What other shirts do you have that people would want? They gave me this shirt because they hosted the podcast in my house. And yeah. so he gave me this shirt. He's not even on the Sixers anymore. I know. That's the joke. You still appreciate him? Yeah. When he knocks you guys out in the second round? <sighs> yeah. Thanks, everybody. Thanks to Caleb for filling in and producing. Friday, we'll be back. We'll be remote on Friday, though, right? We'll be at, at home. Will really? we? Studio's being used, remember? Okay. Friday. So we'll talk to you guys then. 